Welcome to the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray, your host. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our co-host and executive producer. And we want to thank you guys for stopping in and uh, beginning your weekend with us. Thank you guys so much, and we sure appreciate your support. And let me tell you how to get plugged in first and foremost. You know we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Housing Hour. You can also follow us on Twitter at The Housing Hour. Um, and you know what? The biggest thing that I want to sell to you today is thehousinghour.com. Just got a treasure trove of information for you to go and explore and look at all of our past series and our current series, which we're doing is um, Home Ownership Matters. And we've done the Protect Your Family. Um, but you can locate all of those right there on our website. Um, and you know what? We have an app that's really close to being uh, completed and ready it's real to go. close. So we are very excited about that. It'll be at your Google Play and your, your app store on your iTunes and whatnot. So. We're continuing today. We're talking about the community of Knoxville and about why it is that it's such an amazing place to come and live and play and just enjoy. Um, and, and you know what? We have a very special guest today. We have Eric Ainge. Eric Ainge with the very, Eric Ainge Show. Very, very special. <laughs> He's very special. <laughs> What's happening? Hey, Eric. Man, I tell you what. Um, the Eric Ainge Show, T- TN Sports Radio, they're on 1180 AM. You also can download their app on, of course, the App Store and any of the devices. But first of all, let me just tell you, and let me set all this up for everyone, because Eric, you know, I'm a huge Tennessee fan. Oh, you, absolutely. You know that. You know, Mark Mark played in the band and actually played it in the T. He probably told you that to live remote last week, right? I, I had to get that out. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, it's, it's I'm a huge fan. And, you know, we as Mortgage Investors Group teamed up with, with Eric and the Eric Ains Show um, a about, I guess, six months ago, actually, because we're just renewing our contract and we're so excited about continuing the relationship. But when I had the opportunity to kind of meet Eric, it was, it was kind of like one of those situations where I was a little bit in awe. I mean, being honest with you, because yeah, I watched you. I always loved watching you play. You know, some people don't know this, but even though you split time with Brent Schaefer your freshman year, you, you almost beat Peyton Manning's record for, for total yards. Um, and, and I missed four games, but who's coming? And you, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but first of all, Eric, thank you so much for coming in and talking to us. Absolutely, Definitely. man. I, uh, ditto everything you just said, man. Yeah. MIG, TNSportsRadio.com, everything we do together, partnership type stuff. It's, yeah. it all goes to what you guys had me come in here for today, which is community. Absolutely. And you know, the Knoxville community has grown so much over the last 20 years. Really, if you look back, I mean, since the World's Fair of 1982, you kind of started to see a trajectory in the upward swing. Um, and then, you know, when you look back over the years, what has been the most popular thing in Knoxville every year for the last 50 years? It's, Tennessee Vols, right? Absolutely. Depends on the sport. Depends on what year it right. is, if they're winning or not. But, but it's still the biggest show in town, right? Oh, yeah. w- without a doubt. I mean, you, I mean, even in our bad games this year, which I love listening to your show every day, last, especially last football season. But even in the bad games, you, you still had 70,000 people, you know, sitting there. Why is it so special? Really? I mean, obviously, tradition goes a long way. People in Vol Nation, which is one of the cool things that we've been able to do is get people there vol news mm-hmm. especially surrounding the football program even if you don't live here in east tennessee mm-hmm. and so that's the you know you got tradition football program winning everything 
but the biggest thing that I think that makes Tennessee athletics such a huge part and the most intricate intricate part of this community is the fact that the people in East Tennessee they buy into it. Mm-hmm. They spend the money to do it. I mean, mm-hmm. the reason that you watch the hotels and the restaurants and you go down to South Knoxville with the bridge closed and a lot of those companies are, are really struggling. They're swimming over the they're, bridge. They're swimming because, because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's all about, you know, 2013, yeah. give it to, give me my information as fast as possible, as close as possible. Mm-hmm. And that's all I want. Yeah. And, you know, you guys being a, a locally owned and operated, you know, regional company. I mean, us, I mean, that's why, that's what it is, man. Mm-hmm. That's why I can talk about football for four hours a day. Yeah, and one of the fascinating things is we had Eric out at Mortgage Investors Group in Oak Ridge. We mm-hmm. did a live remote that was absolutely a Front blast. page news Front on the page, sports section was, of Oak Ridge. It was big news. Very special. So I appreciate you coming out. But we got to talk a lot. He got to meet Joe Gaddis, mm-hmm. the head football coach, and he yep. got to interview him for over an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a whole lot of fun. And boy, I'm telling you, our Facebook was blowing up on that stuff. So yeah. they really enjoyed it. But one of the things, not just the Tennessee football is huge, but look at the, all the local communities that have these high school football events yeah. that people are just, you ought to see Oak Ridge. He, Joe Gaddis wants you to come I, out yeah. for the first game. Well, he's not available yeah. for the first game, I <laughs> yeah. don't think. I don't right? think so. what's, what's the first game? Do I, am I like right? the ninth or something? Yeah. September 9th? We'll have to get you links in, though. Yeah, I'll, I'll get out there at some point for sure. Right. I, dude, I miss Friday night football. I mean, that's another yeah. thing that's that's big besides, you know, Tennessee UT being huge mm-hmm. is watching that spread like wildfire all over the state of Tennessee when you get a new football coach in town oh, yeah. and you get yeah. some recruits coming from, from West, Middle, and East Tennessee to, to UT. Mm-hmm. This is the volunteer state after all. Yeah. And you get, right. and you get that pride back. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's the pride of the Southland band. I mean, Tennessee mm-hmm. is the most proud yeah, school that I know, you know, maybe Absolutely. besides Alabama, us and Bama, that's why it's Tennessee and Alabama. That's right. We're the most proud people when it comes to our sports and mm-hmm. the most humble people when it comes to everything else. That's right. And that's one of the things yeah. that I love about this community. Yeah. And you look over the years at, cause some of my most richest memories that I have growing up is, you know, my dad taking me to the Tennessee football games. I mean, I, I don't remember a lot of, you know, my time as a young child, like eight years and below. But what I do remember is when Tennessee lost, I think it was in the Sun Bowl in 1981, possibly, when Alan Cockrell got um, tackled going in on a two-point conversion. And in my mom and dad, literally, I mean, my dad was all for it. But I mean, I was crying and sobbing at five years old, you know, <laughs> and, and it was just, it was instilled in me early on that you're very passionate about it. And I think that's one of the things that, that just comes out big time with you and your show. And for sure, Jason Bailey talking about him getting in a fight at the LSU or at the SEC championship game. But there's something just that we're all so passionate about. And that is, well, that's winning, but also being just exemplary at what you do. And I think that, that you take that into to radio, too, I see, as well. Yeah, I mean, and one of the things that we do that's a lot different, just because, you know, I'm from Oregon, came here for four years, and then was in New York for three, Boston mm-hmm. for six months, and then back here to East Tennessee, is I'm a lot different. I look different. I talk different. I sound different mm-hmm. than everybody else Six, six here. is a little different. Yeah, with, with, <laughs> with horrible tattoos all over myself from the West Coast. <laughs> but my point is, the thing, the reason people love what we do is because of what you just said. Mm. You're just a blob on the on the JP game if you're playing Vandy or Kentucky, or you're just in, you know in high def against Bama, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. You're you're not real. Mm-hmm. 
You know, that was the hardest thing for me to get over when I first got here from Oregon. Is I was like, dude, I was like, dude, I am like legitimately a rock star. Right. <laughs> right. I was like, Johnny Knoxville's from here. You right. know, I'm, I'm jackass movies. I remember loving that growing up in high school. Yeah. And I remember him being here and me getting tr- asked for more pictures and autographs at 18 yeah. as a freshman after the Florida game mm-hmm. than Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, this is, and these people are nuts. Yeah. But you've gone on to pro. I mean, you had a great career in the professional ranks. You've been all over the country, all over the world. What brought you back? I mean, what draws you back to Knoxville? Well, and I think that's got to be the main reason that I'm in here today mm. is to just talk about why, why Knoxville? Why East Tennessee? You know what I'm saying? Why, you know, we're the volunteer state. Obviously, you know, I went to, I was drafted by the New York Jets, uh, was with them from 2008 to 2010. Had some pretty significant off-the-field issues uh, that I've been very open about. I talk about I travel and speak about it all the time. And one of the things that brought me back here to Knoxville, and I'm very fortunate that I didn't have any of these issues when I was in college because mm. the relationships that I had built at UT with the, the people that donate money, the alums, the former players, the current coaches, Coach Cutt and Coach Fulmer, I was closer with them after I left and had some issues than I ever was when I was in college. They just kind of mentored me and kind of gave me some things along the way to help me out. Philip Fulmer did more for me in 2010 mm. than he ever did from 2004 to 2007. And that's why... Which is several years after he was gone. So really, two years right? after he was gone. Yeah. He wasn't coaching here. I wasn't playing here. I wasn't playing in New York. I wasn't playing football. He did more for me then than he ever did wow. as, that's a, as a senior in high school all the way through the draft process. And I say that not as a dig on him. I say that as a, you want to know why we're passionate and why mm. we care and why you hear these former players get so excited that butch jones and the staff is involving us and having us there and around yeah is because there's so much there's such a wealth of knowledge from mm-hmm. so many guys whether they're 20 going on 27 like me or going on 57 mm-hmm. that yeah. they that community speaking high school kids problems they're going to face current players on the team do not have to make so, the same mistakes that a lot of guys made and you can establish those relationships so when you're done doing whatever it is you're going to do mm-hmm you can come back to Knoxville because I remember getting in, I remember getting when I was going through the draft process, I remember people offering me jobs, basically telling me that they would pay me more than the rookie minimum, you know, whatever, whatever mm. you're going to make in the NFL, you know, we, we can pay you more than that. Right. You know, and I'll, obviously they'll remain nameless, but right. the company, I remember when T Martin was a very, spokesperson for some, for oh, some yeah. lawyer. Oh, and don't, don't, don't for a second think I haven't started calling some of them now that we've got a radio show <laughs> yeah. and a radio station that we own. But my, my point yeah. is, this community, if you do things right, mm-hmm. if you do things right, will absolutely take care of its own. Yeah, and I mean, and I, I say it's I yeah. say it's own. Th- that that means whether you're from here or whether you come from Oregon or Eastern yeah. Europe. Yeah, to come to UT, if you take care of business, this community will take care of you. And if you don't, but you're open and honest, and you and you say I screwed up. Mm-hmm. There's not a place in the country more forgiving, absolutely. willing to give more second chances. Yeah. Than, than East Tennessee and Vol Nation. Yeah. And that's, that's 
got to be why I came back here. Well, let's talk about how you got here first. And I, we got a, a one more segment, if you can stick around for just a little bit longer. But I want to talk about Butch Jones in this next segment. And I wanted to get your opinion of kind of what's happening. Because I know you're intimately involved and you have some kind of exclusive kind of insider's look. But I want to talk about real quickly, because I think we have, what, about three minutes left in this section? Okay. So I'm going to frame the question, then you can answer it. Because you talked about why you came back. I'm also interested in how you came, because I remember um, reading you know, doing some research and, and how you were really looking at UCLA, bef- you know, before you actually committed to the Vols and the UCLA coach, I think it was going to be his first year, if I'm not mistaken. And, and then you ended up signing with Tennessee, which really as a four-star recruit coming from Oregon, I mean, we always recruited all over the place, but you ended up choosing, you know, Tennessee, choosing Knoxville. And obviously I think it was about the relationship that you had developed with Fulmer. Um, and also, I guess at the time, Randy Sanders, I suppose. And that was important to you, right? So not that the individual from UCL, UCLA didn't have a great career. Well, I think he was one and done, actually. But Yeah, he was there a short period yeah. of time. But talk about that. How did you spark that relationship? And you saw something. Yeah. When you came here, and you, how did you and Fulmer kind of connect and Sanders well, kind of connect? The thing, and go ahead and just, you'll have to do a short answer. We can turn on the other side of the break as well. Yeah, the, real quick before we get to the break, the, the biggest thing that got me here was my official visit. Mm-hmm. And I'll go through the process and talk about it and talk about the coaches and we can segue that to Butch Jones. Um, but my, my official visit here, Vanderbilt game 2003, I said, I said, sure, I'll go there. Uh, I'll take a trip. Coach Fulmer, Coach Fulmer called me. He saw a little highlight video of me not playing football, me throwing the ball on the internet for my friend. <laughs> like who, he did, like you did at the MIG parking lot. Exactly. Right. For, for my buddy who was <laughs> launching his own website that's, I mean, he's huge now all over the West Coast, but he was yeah. my friend. He kind of coached me, was at Colorado and Washington and his dad played in the pros. And Coach Fulmer saw it. Brad Pendingrass, actually, who's back at UT now as the director of football operations, mm. was in the scouting department back then. And he actually call, logged the first call to me. Mm. And he handed the phone to Coach Fulmer and he said, I want to offer you a scholarship. Mm. And I was like, I'd like to offer you a scholarship. Yeah. That kind of yeah. And I, he's like, Eric, how you doing? He's like, are you going to stay in the Pac-10 at that time? I said, mm. no, I'm actually opening up my recruiting because I had said I was going to stay in the Pac-10 for I didn't know what sport I was going to play, let alone where I was. Oh going yeah, to go. he was a four-star basketball recruit so, too, yeah, and, so, and baseball. So, yeah. I, so I said the Pac-12 is good enough for all that, and quarterbacks, obviously, if I choose to play football. Mm-hmm. And I said I'm absolutely willing to reopen my recruiting. And he said, Well, I got to get you here for a visit. You got a scholarship offer from us. And I said, All right. The people talk funny, and the girls are pretty. My dad's my dad's a history prof, so he told Sounds me like I, a country song. He said he, he said I, he said that I'd love uh, I'd love it down here with all the history and all that kind of stuff that I'd been uh, that I had grown up hearing about all the time with my father. So he he said I'd love it. So came down here and I uh, haven't looked back since. Yeah, well, we're gonna we'll on the other side of the break. I do want to talk a little bit more about that, and then I do want to talk about Butch Jones and what everybody is getting so excited about. Thank you guys for coming in and joining us. We have Eric Ainge with the Eric Ainge Show, TN Sports Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, I'm Kevin Ray, host of the Housing Hour. Please join me and my co-host Mark Griffith every Saturday from 8 to 9 as we bring you the latest news from the housing market. And be sure to check out our website, thehousinghour.com, for great resources on housing-related issues and links to our archived shows. So join me, Kevin Ray, and Mark Griffith each week as we tackle issues of home ownership. The Housing Hour is a locally produced show presented by Mortgage Investors Group. 
It's the Housing Hour, Saturdays from 8 to 9, right here on WOKI. Every day, people make our community safer, stronger, and a better place to enjoy our family and friends. Hi, this is Dave Folk. News Talk 98.7 and Cleaner Security Systems will recognize a special person each Tuesday in the 1 o'clock news. They'll be called Folk Heroes, and as a bonus, get two tickets to Carmike Cinemas. If you'd like to nominate a Folk Hero, email me, folk01 at gmail.com. You spell that F-O-U-L-K. News Talk 98.7, Cleaner Security Systems. Salute all Folk Heroes. May is a marvelous month to shop Hammer Stores for spring and summer bargains. Save now on over 30 new arrivals just to start the month. This sale features cute summer sandals by Bolero and Mia at $6.99 a pair, plus ladies' soft-style shoes and sandals by Hush Puppy and an all-new shipment of yellow box sandals. The Berkies are back with five new styles of Birkenstock fashion sandals, four big groups of spring and summer dresses by Star Vixen, R&K, City Triangles, and Snap are priced from $9.88 to $19.95. Ladies' better capris and pants are a Fashion favorite by Larry Levine at twelve eighty eight. French dressing summer sportswear separates are nine eighty eight to ten eighty eight. Other sportswear deals feature names like Tasha Milano, Jennifer Lloyd, Jane Ashley, and others. Men's sticky jeans and work pants are fourteen ninety five, and Lucky Logo tees are seven eighty eight. Carhartt work dry pocket tees in white are four ninety nine. Plus, there are new shipments of area and room size rugs. See all the details in Thursday's new Sentinel and hurry to Hammers in Clinton Halls and Sevierville. Real estate is on the rise again. Remax values your time and wants you to have the very best experience possible. Whether you're buying or selling, Remax agents have you covered. They've been helping people just like you for over 40 years. Your vision is the mission of Remax. Let them find that perfect home for you today. Make the move and contact Remax at remax-tennessee.com or call 877-345-REMAX. That's remax-tennessee.com. Each office independently owned and operated. Great. Where is this going to come from? There's no way. How am I going to pay my mortgage? First, I'd lose my job. And now, I'm about to lose my house. What happened to the American dream? There's got to be something I can do. There is. Keep My Tennessee Home has U.S. funds for struggling Tennessee homeowners. Visit Keep My Tennessee Home at keepmytnhome.org and see if you qualify today. Hi, I'm Sue Benson, owner of Title Associates. In today's real estate market, it is more important than ever to have a title company with experience, a company you can trust, and one that conducts business with you in mind. If you're buying, selling, or refinancing, our staff promises to make your closing a pleasant one. If you're a real estate agent looking for excellent customer service, give us a call, 777-1040, or visit our website at tanox.com. Monday morning on the Triple H Morning Show, the NRA names a new chief this weekend. Why is the suicide rate going up? And it is up. Listener email and question, should I start a garden? <laughs> we start at 530, the Halloran Hilton Hill Morning Show. Bring your own brain, think out loud, have some fun. News Talk 98.7 WOKI. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Every day I'm shuffling. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. 
Thank you guys for coming back in and joining us. And quickly, I need to tell you guys about a company that we believe very strongly, and that's Admiral Title. Admiral Title been around for about eight years. Phyllis Burnett and Terry Adams started that company, and they take folks from the closing, and they make sure that they understand every piece of the signing documents that you need to know from a legal standpoint, what it means to you about your equity position, and all of the things that go into um, the final closing of your real estate transaction. And as a lender, we know that it's so important that that you have the right person in place in that res- with that responsibility. And I know, Mark, you guys use them a lot. Admiral Title has been around for a while, and they know what they're doing. Phyllis Burnett was at MIG for about 16 years prior to starting that company, and she knows it inside now. If you're a lender or a realtor and you're looking to develop a relationship with a trusted advisor as it relates to your real estate closing, Admiral Title is the place for you. If you're a borrower and you're paying cash for a house or maybe you need to refinance, they can help you as well, and you can reach them at 865-531-6060. And then quickly, we also have um, Knox Homes Magazine. Um, they do a tremendous job. They have a great free magazine that's available to you. Um, you can get it anywhere that the Knoxville News Sentinel is actually posted. So you can get it there. And Joey and Jim Hackworth, they do a great job. And I tell you what, they do a good product. They just brought me in the issue for this month. MIG has two pages on it. Um, we're also continuing our blog relationship with them that we're going to have stories, the liquidity factor, those type of things. So go pick up your copy today. If you're a realtor and you want to have some nice Nice, beautiful prints within that magazine. The Knox Homes is the Knox Homes magazine is the place to go, and you can visit them on their website, thenoxhomes.com. Go visit them today and see if you can get a relationship started with them. We're back here with Eric, and Eric doesn't have much more time with us. He's been on the radio since early, and we just need to continue on. We're going to talk about Butch Jones a little bit because Butch Jones, and, and actually before we do that, Eric, um, with your coming to Knoxville, and, and I know that the type of person that Tennessee has always looked for is someone who is a incredible player, but also they look for the person who can be a leader. And what better person I think that's in place now than Butch Jones. When you look at Butch Jones and you think about your high school coach, you think about Danny, your uncle, you think about your father and his role as a professor and how you have to be a leader. You have to want get people to follow you. That's the way Fulmer was. That's not the way Kiffin necessarily was. That may not be even the way Dooley was, you know. It's but definitely not the way Dooley was. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get him started. Yeah, right. But, but talk about that. Dooley. First of all, do you see any similarities between Coach Fulmer and Bush Jones? I mean, they're two very different people as far as that goes, but do you see some similarities? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing, the biggest similarity between Butch Jones and Philip Fulmer is that they're both man's men, never been given anything, always had to work, you know, start at the bottom mm-hmm. and work their way up to the top. Yeah. You know, from the stories you hear from Coach Jones being 12 and his parents telling him, we can't pay for your college, so if you want to go to college, you better start working and saving money. Mm. Washing dishes, cooking food, head chef, managing the entire restaurant by the time he graduates high school. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. His dad was since, a police officer, right? And he was a, yeah, he was, he was a, a sheriff or something. I mean, he right. was, you know, blue collar, well respected blue collar man mm. from Michigan who's been all over the place coaching. And this is the first big gig that he's, that he's gotten. And I don't even want to say given because Dave Hart met with him for, and after less than 24 hours of Dave Hart, meeting him he had a contract signed right and i remember when it happened i went you gotta be kidding me yeah what about gruden you right. know? <laughs> and and so i'm sitting there we're, we're sitting there live on the radio I remember. 
finding out that but that Butch Jones is Butch the, Jones, and we were like, "Who Butch Jones? Who?" <laughs> and uh, come yeah. to find out, the next day I went over and met with him. Yeah, and I walked out of the meeting expecting to be underwhelmed, going, "That's one of the most genuine people I think I've ever met in my life." And yeah. then I said. Good press conference yesterday. Sounded like every head coach in America when they take a job. Let's see what of that he does and what he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, cynical me, you know, put on your jock strap, Tennessee football fan. You mm-hmm. know, put it where your cup. It's football time in Tennessee right. last few years. Right. And, uh, man, everything he said he was going to do, he's done. Mm-hmm. He's not only done it, he's exceeded expectations. Top five class, 14, right? Number three right now in the country for 2014 recruiting. Right. 62, and that's only going to grow. 62,000 people at the spring game. He got people who haven't been back here since they graduated mm-hmm. up there being the DJ for the Stadium. past stadium. Cu- past customers, past, <laughs> past football players, 500, right? 500 we're former the players right, okay. were, were there. There's probably about 100 of us on down the on the right. field. Right. And then there was... A two hundred recruits. Was there any past players last year? I don't think. I don't think so. They wouldn't have let us on the field. Exactly. I mean, it was funny because you know Omar Gaither, who's an all-conference football player here in Tennessee, still playing in the NFL, still on yeah. active rosters, playing, bouncing around, playing in the NFL, was on the sideline, and he had a, he had a drink in his hand, mm. and the year before he got kicked off the sideline for not having the proper credentials. Oh, I remember that. And I had to sneak. Mark Jones and three Great other former, receiver, I mean, right? Oh yeah, receiver DB. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I had to sneak a lot of these guys up to the box where I was. Arian Foster had a problem to, not too long ago, but oh, he yeah, was a there. Bunch, a bunch of uh, everyone's had problems. I just right. am lucky that I was a quarterback. Right. And, and again, why did I move back to, to Knoxville? Right. I know all the people that own all those boxes up there, including right. coach and and everybody else. So. Right. I was always fine going to games with the family, but these guys, I'm on the sideline going, how are you, are you kidding me? And I was like, look how far we've come mm. in a calendar year. We went from getting kicked off the sideline <laughs> and being actively told not to be around right. to, He's got, encouraging to, 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 to them tailgating like the common fan mm-hmm. on Shield Watkins. I mean, yeah. it was like, man, this is, what an unbelievable feeling. Well, Arian Foster, action behind it. having Arian come back, because I think that that is, I mean, of course, he's an all-pro. You know, he's an incredible player. And, and if I were the coaching staff, I would be doing everything that I could to encourage him to be a part of this program and talk to our players. You know, all the way from him to, I mean, if you look at some of our other past players, I mean, Leonard Little, for instance, I mean, he's back in the fold. Um, Al Wilson, he's back in the fold. These are people Jamal we... Jamal Lewis hasn't been back in forever. And, and we need we, Eric Ainge. Day, day one I mean, spring practice. Who better to talk to? Now, unfortunately, this didn't happen a couple of years ago because I think you could have made a big impact in Tyler's uh, career, honestly. Um, and unfortunately, he didn't get drafted. He's probably one of the more talented Tennessee quarterbacks that didn't get drafted. I mean, your 2007 senior season, 30 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. I mean, the MVP of the, of, of the Outback Bowl. And, and, you know, but you, you got drafted. You had the talent. But I think the impact that you could make on these kids coming up, especially with your story, and that's what makes me so proud really to be a Tennessee ball, is because we have a Butch Jones type of person that's coming back into the fold, giving people like you the opportunity to go in and talk to these folks. And I think you're going to make a big difference. Well, and I'm, I'm a pretty smart guy. I don't know. I, you know, I, I joke around a lot on my show and, yeah. and, and, and I don't, I get things pretty well. Yeah. And I understand people. I understand. Were you in the honor roll at UT or something? I was, I yeah. was, but that was more because we 
31 <laughs> touchdowns and not 10. And we talked that about was, the, that the was wonder. Old, that was a good old days. We yeah. talked about the Wonderlick uh, scoring. Yeah, I didn't thing. even. That was that was <laughs> the best, that wasn't the best time of the best time of my life to be taking academic tests. Yeah, but looking at looking at Coach Jones, what makes what he's doing so great is you know I, I remember saying to him. You know, listen, it's my job to talk about you for four hours. Mm-hmm. And because I don't get paid from anyone over here that can tell me what to say, if I think you suck, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell everyone that I think you suck. Right. Because that's what makes people want to listen to me is they know I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to be honest. Listen to my last four months about doing yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if I don't, if I don't know last you, four hours. <laughs> if I don't know you, then I can't help you. Yeah. And. I have to get to know you to know if I even want to help you. You know, mm-hmm. once I got to know Dooley a little bit, I realized I don't want to help him because right. I don't, he's not the guy for this job. Mm-mm. I've never seen someone care less about something oh. that means more to more people. I mean, I remember joking about his house one day. You guys probably remember when oh, I had this. Oh, yeah, that went national. That. Yeah, yeah that was about. all over the country. People yeah. going, Eric Ainge is jealous that Derek right. Dooley lives in a mansion. Right. And I said, I said, absolutely. No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't, I'm not jealous that he lived in a mansion. Everyone mm-hmm. should live in a mansion. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. I, what I was mad about is because I knew the details of what he did and didn't do and how much yeah. he didn't care. He didn't earn his check. I said, I said, you know how many people that don't live like that are responsible for him living like that? Mm-hmm. And they care about the one thing that he's paid to live like that to right. care about and he doesn't. Right. That's what bothers exactly. me. That's what this community can't get over. That's yep. the kind of things that drive us nuts. I've yep. always wanted to ask this question, so I'm going to ask you. A former player. Kippy Brown was the player's coach. I mean, I don't, you, you weren't coached under Kippy at the time, but he was, may have been. He's been here five or six times. <laughs> yeah, several times. Was, uh, when he did not get the interim head coaching job or the head coaching job and they went out and got, brought Dooley back, was, uh, what were the former players tweeting out at that time? Do you remember? I don't remember that. I don't think honestly. there was Twitter. Uh, there wasn't. It, it wasn't like it is. It was, there was, yeah. it was, but it wasn't like it is now. That, that Eric was only more... had 10,000 followers at that point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't get 10,000 until I got my blue check mark. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the verify. Yeah, now everyone's like, hey, when are you going to update your website and all that? And I was like, never, because if I change it, they're not going to give me my blue check mark back. Exactly. exactly. I got that when I was on an NFL roster. But now Kippy I'm, did get thrown under the bus, though, a little bit. Yeah, he? Oh, he did. And and the, I think the biggest thing that the players feel is, like my story talking about Coach Fulmer mm-hmm. and, you know, relating it back to community and why you guys had me in today and why mm-hmm. the Eric Gaines Show and MIG work together and why the companies that we actively pursue – as partners, why we work together, and it's because they're all Tennessee mm-hmm. fans, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, everyone. Every, I mean, you don't have to be, but you or you understand the community enough, even if you're a Bama fan or someone else, to understand how important it is here. Yeah. And you hear people, you know, people like me talk about someone like Philip Fulmer and how much he's done for me in my life mm-hmm. at post football that yeah. had nothing to do with him. It wasn't like That's it was live amazing, on the radio. That is. It wasn't on TV. There wasn't stories about it. I wasn't r- talking about it to people mm-hmm. that wanted stories from me. Mm-hmm. And so he he got nothing out of it except he liked me. He saw me in a place that I needed help and he went above and beyond to help me. You know what's amazing, Eric? You talked about it today on your show or yesterday, excuse me, on your show. And it was about, you know, people have been asking you, hey, because because I don't know, Mark, if you've heard, but he, he knows how to break down film. He's a Grudenite type of film breakdowner type of person. But people say, hey, when you get back into coach, you need to get into coaching. And then you made the very uh, valid point that these guys, you know, they really work hard. <laughs> Not to so, say that. They earn the hell out of that paycheck. Right. I'll tell you what. So, so, man, how much respect do you have for these new coaches and the time they're putting in? Amazing. The, the first thing you need to look at is, I don't know if there was a coach 
two stories. Let me tell two stories yeah. about about, yeah, why, about, you need, about, about why you need to love these coaches mm-hmm. right right now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the product will speak for itself a couple, two, three, four years from now, and mm-hmm. we'll all have our opinions along the way that we can't be held accountable for, by the way, because we're Vol fans, so we're <laughs> going to say things that are irrational sometimes. <laughs> but but looking at two stories real quick, Coach Jones's wife, Barb, mm-hmm. I met her one time for five minutes, and I walked up to her. It was the first time I went to go meet Coach, and I walked up to her and her three sons, and I introduced myself, and she said, oh, I've seen you play before, and, and I was like, oh, good job, Coach's wife. You probably right. haven't, but, you know, whatever. Right. And, uh, and I told her, you know, she said, you know, what do you do? Da da da. Why, you know, what's going on? And I kind of gave her the fi- the quick briefing on EA, mm-hmm. and of course mentioned my at the time fiance Amanda and now wife Amanda and mm-hmm. my son and my daughter who was on the way and mm-hmm. everything. And I mentioned all their names, and she asked what her, you know, my unborn daughter's name was going to be. I told her what it was going to be. I saw her at the spring game again. I guess it was the third time I had seen her. And hadn't mentioned them since then. Mm-hmm. And she walked up to me and she said, hey, Eric, how you doing? I gave her a hug. I was like, oh, I'm doing great. She was like, how's Amanda feeling? How's oh, wow. little, She said, how's little Fallon doing? She's, what, a month wow. old yesterday or something like that? And I was like, wow. and then she said, she goes, what about Turner? You know, and I heard you got a dog, too. That, you're crazy. She was like, you are crazy. Oh, wow. And I was, I looked at her like, yeah. your name's Barb, right? I remember being <laughs> like, God, what a jerk I am. I'm <laughs> She knows everything about my family, and I was like, you know, not, you know, you know, I was like, sorry, too many concussions. But I was like, man, that this is like the nicest person. I wanted to be like, ah, so we're giving Coach Jones all this credit. Yeah, really needs to go to his wife. Absolutely, more, more she's debriefing him. She's, yeah, she's training. Well, I want to hear the second one, and we only have about two minutes or less. The the second one fifteen. The, the second part of that of the two stories that, that I wanted you to know about why you need to like mm-hmm. these coaches is most of them didn't get their families here for two at least mm. two months. Yeah. They, were, they, they took the job, boom, Azani from Wisconsin, everyone from Cincinnati, from boom, all over the place. They're living here, they're out recruiting, putting together the best class they can, then they're getting ready for spring practice, and yeah. all the while, their wives and young children are at home with their houses yeah. in, in wherever, mm. trying to sell their house, trying to get rid of their company cars, trying to get rid of, you know, get new phones, get new this, everything. And these guys... Ne- you would never know that from anything they did. They're the hardest working men that yeah. I've ever seen in this business, and they did it for months without their families. That's so, I mean, awesome. And Jason Yellen. Jason Yellen's a good guy over there. That you oh, great me guy! To. Absolutely, one of the uh, SIDs over there with yeah. Stanton. I mean, they're just every everybody that's over there right now. What they're doing, it's literally second to none right now. Yeah. Well, thank you, Eric, for coming in today. Absolutely, I really guys. appreciate Anytime. it. Anytime. And it's the Eric Ain Show. You can download the apps tnsportsradio.com. And guys, we'll be right back after these messages. matters and mortgage investors group wants to help you with all your home financing needs whether it's a purchase or refinance our federally licensed loan officers are ready to help you sort through all the mortgage loan options so call us today 800-489-8910 or visit us online at mortgageinvestorsgroup.com mortgage investors group your home loan solution for the past 23 years tennessee mortgage license number 109111 market realities and the housing market are making this a great time to buy. Home prices are right. Rates are rock bottom low. It's time to act. But you need a company primed to help you take advantage of the great opportunity. That company, Mortgage Investors Group. Refinancing. First, let's talk about that. What if you could take your 30-year mortgage and turn it into a 15? You could save hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mortgage Investors Group can get it done with payments close to your 30. 
That way, your house can be paid off before the kids finish high school. If you're a first-time homebuyer, you're going to love Mortgage Investors Group. They have programs where you don't have to make a huge down payment, plus their information is accurate and reliable, and they get their deals done in 30 days or less. Best in the state for 10 years running. Go to their great new website, MIGonline.com, and find one of the 18 locations closest to you. The opportunities are real. The American dream is within reach. Let's get started. Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solution for the past 23 years. Equal housing lender, mortgage license 109111. When you see the happy face on our truck, you'll be confident your drain will be unstuck. Get the Happy Face trucks headed to your house today to learn more about Energy Star's certified products that reduce utility bills. Hiller features the Rude Ultra Series AC system that is rated number one for reliability. You can rely on Rude and Hiller Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Look for the Happy Face on our truck. The pros at Hiller Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, your rude, reliable local contractor. Rely on Hiller's 100% satisfaction guarantee. Happy you'll be, or the service is free. Call Hiller today, or go to happyhiller.com. If you're not happy, you don't pay. That's the Hiller Plumbing way. So call a happy face truck today. Are you in the market to purchase a new home? Many first-time homebuyers and veterans qualify for 2 or 4% down payment grants from the Tennessee Housing Development Agency. THDA offers 30-year fixed-rate mortgages insured by FHA, VA, USDA, or conventional loans. For more information, please visit our website at www.thda.org. Hi, I'm Sue Benson, owner of Title Associates. In today's real estate market, it is more important than ever to have a title company with experience, a company you can trust, and one that conducts business with you in mind. If you're buying, selling, or refinancing, our staff promises to make your closing a pleasant one. If you're a real estate agent looking for excellent customer service, give us a call, 777-1040, or visit our website at tanox.com. Spring is just around the corner. Temperature begins to warm. Plants start to bloom. And truthfully, what's more fun than planting a garden with your family and letting your kids pick out the flowers? Mortgage Investors Group wants to help you make these precious memories come true for you. Whether it's a purchase or a refinance, we have the loan to fit your needs. So call us today, 800-489-8910, or visit us online at mortgageinvestorsgroup.com. Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solution for the past 23 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 1091. For today, look for cloudy skies across East Tennessee, turning rainy at times with showers on and off, highs around 61 degrees. From the VLT, Local Aid Weather Center, I'm Chief Meteorologist David Aldridge. Wake up with Halloran. You can run a remote-controlled car all over Mars with a camera on it taking high-def pictures. Don't tell me I can't have four bars all the time on my phone. It's Halloran Hilton Hill. There should never be dropouts. Morning. Just stop it with that two-bar nonsense. News Talk 98.7 WOKI. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray again, here with uh, Mark Griffith, our co-host and executive producer. 
And man, we want to thank Eric for coming in and oh, meeting awesome. with us. A uh, really great segment, and those guys are doing a great job over there. And we're thankful for their partnership and relationship, and um, we look forward to that into the future. So. We are going now to kind of switch gears a little, and we're going to continue talking about one of our themes that we've been talking about, which is current economic news. And obviously, the one big thing that people definitely want to keep in mind is the great kind of three-part series that you wrote about liquidity, um, the liquidity factor that can be found on thehousinghour.com. And, you know, the big piece of that, I think, currently with all of the news that's coming in, all of the things that are happening revolving around, you know, whether it be the stock market, whether that be current interest rate environment. You saw the jobs report that came out a couple of days ago or yesterday, rather. Um, you know, a lot of that stuff that's happening right now is going to inject um, a lot of theory and a lot of kind of opinion about what the Fed does into the future. Because if, if, if we continue to gain momentum and, and the employment situation improves, then the Fed is going to use that opportunity to pull back a little. And not only did the, were the numbers, you know, a, a positive step yesterday, they weren't stellar, but they were good. Right. The good employment numbers with the uh, unemployment rate dropping to seven and a half percent. But the real interesting thing is they went back into February and revised those numbers. I think February we had a gain of 85,000 jobs, something like that. Oh, they re- they uh, revised it upward, and I think it's like 130 for that period. So now you have this pattern of absolute uh, increase in jobs. So I think that's a positive sign. Homes are starting to sell. We see this all the time. Interest rates are still low. But I'm going to tell you, with uh, that type of economic activity, going to drive funds into the stock market what's going to happen to bonds yeah that's right and so we're going to see a click up on the rates yeah so i mean a word of warning i think to people listening and what you say is exactly correct because if we do see a continued improvement in the stock market um, that usually translates into higher interest rates. It's not always hand for, you know, it's not always exactly like that. In 2008, it certainly wasn't, if you recall. But this is different than 2008. We don't have a liquidity kind of mix up right now. That, that's right. actually going to be something that's more positive. Back then, <clears throat> I don't know what we were in, but it was not normal, you know? Well, you know, in, in last week, we had Jesse, um, uh, Lynn on from Mortgage Investors Group. And what we talked about was, exactly that with the um with with the interest rates where they are and and these these dynamics occurring into the marketplace you can expect there's going to be some push with those bonds because we have maybe a slight bubble so with the uh, people deflating the bonds just a little bit they're going to pull that money out and go into the stock market and that's going to click up the rate so it really is a great time to focus on if you're going to think about stepping up into a new home Let's let's uh, get a realtor involved and and get pre-qualified and do it. Absolutely. And, um, you know, uh, Jesse and I went to a conference last week with Ron right. and it was the 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 LOS system is kind of the computer software system that we use. But they also they control 65 percent of the servicing market and they control just a significant um, chunk of the technology as it revolves around origination and what it is that we do. And they had um, their COO and also their numbers guy come up and give a presentation. And he, he focused in on the Case-Shiller and the home price values and also the year-over-year sales um, and kind of what the builders are thinking. And last year, I recall at this same conference, um, he was very kind of doom and gloom and that this was going to be a really – 
you tough know, year. tough year. And, and in, in fact, it was, if you look, if you look at what he was talking about in the first quarter, um, but then he showed these new numbers and you look at the home values and from the time that it just plummeted in 2008. And you saw in the chart that he showed us how home values literally just plummeted. Mm-hmm. And then also the other thing that, that went hand in hand with that was the employment kind of the losses that we took. You saw that the employment losses and also the, um, the values of homes went hand in hand on the chart. And he went back, which was the interesting part. He went back like 25 or 30 years. Um, and the big thing was that this company, um, LPS has been around three decades. So it was the three decades of, of whatever. And he showed how every single time that the home values would dip, it was that either as a direct result or as a part of home value declines. So, you know, so that could be a couple, could mean a couple of things that could mean because we have seen the home value start to improve. Maybe that could be a, a kind of a signal, if you will, um, of home values, or I'm sorry, of, of employment beginning to improve. So I don't know. Those were just some interesting dynamics. And, and along with those, uh, you know, employment numbers increasing, we want to really see uh, wage incomes uh, grow because they got to get out of this historic gap that we were talking about last week. And mm-hmm. in, in order to make everybody a little bit more flush with the, uh, the cash flow in order to afford a little bit higher home. So yes. we got to see that. And I think we will see that. I really do believe that. I don't think we're in a liquidity trap like we were talking right. about last week. Right. So I think, I think we're, we're going to be okay. But we, you know, Kevin, when you kind of look at the three part series, you, you mentioned the liquidity mm-hmm. factor. When you look at that, I'm working on right now, and we're going to be releasing it here shortly as uh, part four, which is the rise of the, the government sponsor enterprises. But going back into that period of time, looking at it, we had the government, um, side of uh, the treasury or the government, um, mortgage backed securities, but there was also, a private sector called mm-hmm. the private la- label mortgage backed securities. That's mm-hmm. where all the subprime originated from. Okay. So we're going to be looking at that. So that's an important piece now mm-hmm. because going forward, and this is going to have to be part five going forward, they're going to have to deal with Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and then come up with another liquidity uh, opportunity for the nation. If they get rid of Fannie and Freddie, what are they going to do? Go back to the private label stuff that created some of this issues? I mean, yeah. every, there's a lot of blame. I'm not just blaming the private label stuff, the subprime, but there's a lot of people involved in this. But those are the big questions we're going to be peeling back here in, in the next uh, probably six months to 12 months. And also, I think if you look at what's happening, <clears throat> excuse me, right now is that you have a lackluster involvement by the private sector as it re- relates to the purchasing of mortgage-backed securities. Yes. Uncle Sam is spending $65 billion a month artificially keeping us afloat as far as the rates go. So what Uncle Sam is going to have to do, which, I mean, Uncle Sam has rightfully, you know, helped us in this situation because we needed that. But the more uncertainty there is revolving around just what you said, Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae, how are we going to unwind them, dismantle them, retrofit them, whatever it is that we plan on doing? And, we need to know. Yeah, because that's the interesting thing. Because yeah. these two entities, the uh, the government-sponsored enterprises and the private label folks, they were all competing for the same market. Mm-hmm. One was a paper that went into the Alt-A stuff. That's Jan- Fannie Mae and, and Freddie Mac. And then there was a private label guys that were doing the subprime. Mm-hmm. And they got colluded. Mm-hmm. You know, it all got mishmashed together into the second, right. into the market. And, and none of the bond 
the rating companies rated it correctly, mm-hmm. or they, you know, maybe they were doing something underhand. I don't know why mm-hmm. they got AAA rated on that right. stuff, but it it made it through. So maybe there's the answer. It's 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 not a total uh, elimination of Fannie Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, or the total elimination of the private label stuff. But those guys that you're talking about, the private folks coming back into the market, that's where it's going to have to be. And there's got to be a way for them to sell mortgage-backed securities on the market in a private, a private sort of way, along with uh, Fannie Mae. It just needs to be a little bit perhaps regulated more. Yeah, there's no doubt. I don't know about regulation, but I do know that there needs to be some transparency. That's not the same as regulation. But, they, I mean, it could be, actually. I mean, well, part it, of the reason we are where we are is because of those backroom deals. There was no transparency. People were, you know doing things that were not really on the up and there was up, no so. guidelines for the private label stuff right. the, the you know the, and I, we could i could name off those companies but i'm not going to do that um that were so uh-huh. in the subprime but there was no guidelines yes. about what the ratios were they created their own automated underwriting systems to match what they wanted to stomach and sell out onto the secondary market. So that's kind of what we're unwrapping in the liquidity factor. If you're interested in that, I'm going to be posted that real soon here, Kevin. So um, good. I think that'll be well, fun. we will keep on a lookout for that. Um, I was looking at the case Schiller report again, and because for the people here in Knoxville and the surrounding counties, um, that's probably the home values is one of the big things that they want to hear about. I know, and we can we can double dip back into the whole other aspect with Fannie and Freddie because it's all obviously very important. Um, and if you but if you look at the case Schiller, you look at the twenty city combination of of the twenty cities. Um, the amazing thing in, in, that I see is what has happened since two thousand, and you saw really an unprecedented push up in the value of homes. From 2000 to, let's say, 2008, you know, (laughs) it's incredible. Why did that happen? Well, if you look at the stats during that same period of time, Mm -hmm. all right, so what what happened was Fannie Mae was controlling the market up to 2004, 2005. Mm -hmm. Then from 2001 to 2008, the private label mortgage-backed security, subprime guys. Is it the private label? Is that something that George Bush had in, in the Oval Office in his little cabinet? No, private no. Label stuff? Actually, this was an act that was, was put in place in 1984 by Ronald Reagan. Oh, okay. It's a secondary marketing... Um, uh, secondary Marketing Act of okay. 1984. Is there such a thing, really? There is such a okay. thing. And that's what created these private label guys, but they didn't come in to really play until the bubble. But the interesting thing is in somewhere around 2004 to 2008, uh, 2004 to 2007, they took over 56% of the market. Mm. Fannie Mae was not number one wow. mortgage-backed securities. The private label guys were. Those were the subprimes. Mm-hmm. 2008, their market share went down to 20%. no. Less than ten percent. Wow, that's a huge decline. Huge that, decline. Yeah. So well, and also, so let's talk what, about this. That's what pushed those prices up. And you know, we are trying to get this gentleman on the show. Um, I don't know that he's responded yet, but the guy who really called it was it the New York Times. Remember that? Yes. And he really didn't call it. He did the reporting on it back in whenever it was ninety five, ninety six. Um, basically, yeah, um, just in a nutshell, here's what happened. Here's what he said that. If, in fact, um, we did what it is that we did, um, which was basically that we, you know, were, the, the Clinton administration w- was encouraging um, Congress to pass laws and also mainly Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac to lend money um, 
quicker, um, easier, uh, basically, you know, so that people could, we could drive up the home ownership percentage and especially not just limited to but also in rural areas and in even in kind of urban areas so he he and his administration the clinton administration had that as one of their big kind of goals for their legacy and so forth so those those things happened and, and you may be able to help me understand this more well, that's in part four you haven't even read it yet um, and you're nailing it okay <laughs> so so tell me though why is it that people because nobody wants to blame anybody because we right. are here and that's just it we're we're not i'm not here to point fingers at reagan for the secondary marketing act or for clinton for the reinvestment act right. i mean it is what it is right right so but what happened talk a little bit about that what, what do you know well th- the the thing that I think really happened was somewhere in there there was a pressure and now the findings through these house, you know, dot gov, you go find their findings. What they saw was that there was pressure for Fannie Mae and Jenny Mae or and Freddie Mac to get more profits because this the private label guys were making more money. Like I said, they were they were taking fifty six percent of the market. Mm. They were pushing uh the uh the GSEs to the side and they made a cognizant decision to loosen up their guidelines and and, and purchase more alt a in that that alt and a minus and call stuff. It, and call it a plus well they probably yeah, yeah okay but that's what happened and and so but they also started purchasing the bonds that were generated from, from the private label uh folks mm. they weren't taking those loans and in securitizing them mm-hmm. which a lot of people think they were actually going out into the secondary market buying almost a trillion dollars in subprime and alt a loans in two, by 2008 from 2007 2008 1 trillion dollars oh, i cannot wait till this one comes out <laughs> we need to continue this conversation next week for sure yeah. because i think it's so very important um, but guys, I want to tell you, you know, this has been an exciting conversation and we're going to continue with these type of live de- debates and we'd love to hear from you as well. Thank you for following us. Thank you for listening. And you know what? Thank you to Eric Ainge for coming on and talking with us. That was very interesting. But we're going to continue with the housing hour next week. And I want you guys to know that you can go listen to this show probably about in an hour. And also you can download Guns uh, <laughs> Guns, Guns and Roses. Roses. I love that. <laughs> but anyway, we'll see you guys next week right here on the housing hour. We appreciate you coming in. See you next week. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and the why not. You need to know, so come here to find out. This program is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. You've been listening to paid programming, which does not reflect the views or opinions of News Talk 98.7, the news and talk of East Tennessee, WOKI. Hey, everyone. This is Kevin Ray with the Housing Hour, and we want you guys to call Josh White at Home Harvest. Josh can build a vegetable garden in your backyard any size that you want. And that's what he does. He can help design a plan for you and your garden. Call Josh today at Home Harvest. And that's at 865-712-2745. Home Harvest, 865-712-2745.
The world is your oyster. Fest. Come enjoy Oyster Fest this Saturday, May 4th at Concord Marina, benefiting Child Health Tennessee. Thousands of oysters will be served all sorts of ways, plus other great food and entertainment. The best ticket in town is just $95 at the door to benefit Child Health's programs for the abused and neglected children of East Tennessee. Child Health Tennessee's Oyster Fest this Saturday. Brought to you by WIVK and News Talk 98.7. Visit KnoxOysterFest.com or call 637-1753 to join the party. Clean your ducks. Those dirty, filthy ducks. The duck doctor will be right there. You'll be breathing fresh, clean air. Clean your ducks. Have you had more infections this season? It could be mold and other nasty stuff in your air ducts, and they need to be cleaned. Those heating and air conditioning ducts should be cleaned every three years to maintain good breathing air. Call Duck Doctor at 938-7776 today to schedule your appointment and get your radio coupon 10% discount. Let the duck doctor clean your ducks. 